0: Apple says it's running scans to detect if any photos in iCloud contain child sexual exploitation material. But why is it setting off a huge controversy and debate over our privacy? I'm Roger Chang. This is your Daily Charge. First off, I'd like to thank my colleagues for pitching in and guest hosting the podcast last week while I was out. I figured on my first episode back, I'd dig into something tough. So with me to hash out all of this is our resident Apple expert, Ian Scher. So Apple says it has a new system that scans for sexual abuse content, and that has set off a lot of privacy concerns. Before we get into that, can you talk about how this system actually works?
1: Yeah, so there's actually um, several systems that Apple announced last week. Uh, so the first system, the first two are kind of minor compared to the third. So the first two are, they added some kind of stuff to Siri that if it gets a sense that you might be in trouble, uh, you know, and maybe you're a child who has been kidnapped or whatever else, imagine whatever you want, uh, Siri will immediately bring up ideas and suggestions for kind of how to how to help you through the situation. And that's actually stuff that was, uh, that Apple worked with the National Center for uh, Missing and Exploited Children to help put together. So it's something that a lot of advocates have been asking for is for Siri to actually have like helpful information in situations that are extreme. Uh, So that's really great. The second thing is a little more interesting. It is in the messages app. Uh, So whether it's iMessage or SMS, what will happen is that if you have a child account attached to this phone, so if you have an iCloud family account, you know you can you can set up what's a child. Uh, usually, it's really good to stop them from buying too much stuff on Fortnite. Uh, and so, what it will do is that if it detects that a uh, explicit photo is being either sent or received, it will hide that photo and warn the person ahead of time. Hey maybe you didn't intend to send this or, hey, maybe you shouldn't be looking at this. Now, that's not going to stop them from looking at it, but it does raise uh, a couple of, of kind of warning things. If you have to imagine, you know, especially um, you know, if we think about the kind of awful experiences that some people have when they're sent photos that maybe they didn't ask for, this could be really helpful in that regard. So that's the second thing. The third one is the one that's become a privacy kind of nightmare debate. And this is the one we're really focused on here, which is that Apple is going to start scanning the Photos app on the phone to see if there is images of child exploitation in the phone. And this is all based upon technology it built with the help of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, to effectively be able to break down every photo in your phone into a bunch of ones and zeros in code and be able to match that against a database of known images of child exploitation. So this isn't like you've got a photo of your kids in the bathtub and it says, oh, that looks bad. That's not what we're talking about. It's purely just that database, but still it's caused a lot of concern.
0: Yeah, that, I think that's a really important extension to make, that this is not actual images being used, but it's code. But that said, I think the, the concern is that there are technically still, I guess, the potential or the fear of false positives if, I guess, the code matches or it was incorrectly applied to a certain images. Like, is, yeah. is there a way for, for, for this to be mistaken or, if, you know, your photos to be incorrectly tagged as material, child abuse material?
1: Yeah, so there's, there's definitely a lot of uh, concerns that have come out of the privacy community around this. And Twitter, there's a whole section of Twitter devoted to this conversation now. And a number of, uh, of researchers, uh, as you can imagine, right? All software is fallible because humans are fallible and we wrote it. And the reality is that there are ways to trick a lot of these, what are called hashing systems into doing a false positive. So there's a possibility that there could be. It seems as though, although Apple hasn't been very publicly talking about this, it seems as though Apple built in protections for that. Uh, One of the things is that they said that it's not gonna just be one photo that trips the system. Uh, What it'll do is that if it detects a, uh, a, they weren't gonna share publicly, but a certain number of these images. So we'll say 10 for 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 this argument. If it detects eleven of the images, right, so you get to have ten uh, positives. If you have an eleventh, then Apple is alerted. The keys to unlock the information are given to Apple, and then once Apple goes through it and says, "Oh, this is a problem," they then decide what to do, right? They get law enforcement or National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, or whomever else involved. So this, you know, they're not going to just be, "Oh, this one image got it," which I think. Protects people somewhat from the false positives, although this is all a theoretical debate right now. But um, that's how they're trying to solve for that, at least
0: it well, seems. Yeah, a lot. A lot of this definitely seems like it. There, there's a lot that's up for debate here in yeah. discussing this. What exactly are security experts and privacy advocates saying, and what are they worried about?
1: Yeah, there. So a lot of the first off, I think there is no one in this debate who says that it's bad to be trying to take down child exploitation. Right. Everyone agrees this should be happening. And furthermore, as we have looked at how technology industry has been trying to focus more on privacy, even Facebook, when they started offering private groups, right, and encrypted chats, one of the first conversations that came up from the privacy community was, well, wait a minute. If you're allowing this type of stuff, what's gonna stop terrorists from recruiting people and, and bad people from swapping images on the internet and all sorts of other stuff? So there's always that conversation going on. Now, I think what's interesting is that the privacy and the security community have said, well, this is a great idea insofar as trying to solve for this problem of you've got images on the phone, they're encrypted, right? So the, the, they're not able to be unlocked by anyone without the passcode. And you know, still, how do we stop this stuff from proliferating? The problem that they, a lot of people have is the slippery slope argument, right? And it's easy to dismiss any slippery slope argument, but let's dig into it for a second. The concern being that this is a database that Apple ostensibly controls in some way, of all of these hashes, right? Again, the broken down data of the images that you know they're testing your images against. Well, what if someone added to that database and it wasn't an image that came from the National Center for Missing Exploited Children, but instead an image of, let's say, the Tank Man from Tiananmen Square, right? It's the best example because it's one of the most uh, outlawed images in the world, right? And imagine the Chinese government going to Apple and saying, you've got to add this to your database right? Or even, you know, you could imagine any number of scenarios past that. So that is really where a lot of the concern is. It's not so much that this tool is going after this one group of people that we all agree is bad and need to be stopped. It's the larger question of, well, you know, the cost of freedom is eternal vigilance. How do we make sure that you and I or any political dissident in the future is protected as well?
0: Yeah, I've heard the argument made that, you know, even though this is a well thought out and very narrow and specific backdoor, it's still a backdoor, uh, and that is that is problematic for a lot of folks because it does open this wire door to potential abuse. Um, what is Apple saying about this?
1: Yeah, they've they've primarily spent a lot of their time. So first off, the way that this came out, I think, caused some of the trouble initially. Um, it, it, you know, the, the, This all started when a couple of publications, Financial Times in particular, uh, got wind of it early. And then suddenly it appeared as though Apple had an embargo planned, but it got kind of messed up and broken and all sorts of stuff. And so this stuff started leaking out. So the most sensational parts of this came out first, which of course, Did not allow Apple to set the conversation. And I think even, you know, put PR aside, whenever we're talking about something this sensitive, it needs to be, it needs to be discussed in a very serious conversation, and not by a bunch of people freaking out on Twitter. So that is part of the problem right there. The the reality is that Apple now is trying to defend itself by saying, look, this is how we are thinking this stuff through. And, you know, for the most part, the answer to this question about the tank man, for example, has been, well, we're not going to allow that to happen. But, you know, Apple is a company. They only have so much power. And even just this year, we saw the New York Times report that uh, Apple has uh, the the potential for the Chinese government to break in to the data of people living in China, right, on iCloud. So there are these, these, these questions swirling where Apple has presented itself as the bastion of security and privacy in a world where Google and Facebook and everyone else just doesn't care. And that has worked out okay, right, for them. That's, that's turned into really good marketing for them. And for the most part, they've been able to back that up. But this has been a real test of that conversation because now there's a huge asterisk on it, Yeah. right? Well, <laughs> and that is really where the problem is.
0: I mean, I think that's the thing you, you hit right there is you know, Apple's positions itself as you know this company that stands alone as, as you said, a bastion of, of privacy and security when it comes to your personal data. You know, it even took a stand against the FBI over encryption. So it feels weird that this, I understand the obviously going after child sexual abuse exploitation material that's all that's all fine and good but it it, it does seem like an interesting turnabout because even if that even if we can all agree that is a worthy cause the methods in which they're trying to do this definitely seems like it opens the door for other ways of uh tracking down terrorists or criminals for instance like is this their way of basically you know, having their cake and eating it too when it comes to privacy, but with this narrow back door?
1: So if we take Apple at their word, right, and we and we take their marketing as honest for a moment, I, you know, the only pro- plausible answer to this is that they're trying their best to to, to split the answer, right? They're, they are trying to come up with ways to help the government in its job of prosecuting bad guys, while also giving us privacy and security. And it's worth noting that this data is not exchanged to the internet um, until they've identified the the certain number of of bad images on your phone, right? That's more than one and whatever. So it's not like suddenly Apple is, is coming in from the internet reaching into our phones through a back door and trying to see what's in there. They, they're trying to come up with an answer, it seems, where they're able to, as you said, have their cake and eat it too, but in a way that still sits with their promises that they've made to us. I think the real question is going to be, you know, well, how do we have this new world where privacy and security and encryption exist? where we also need to deal with these very tough issues. Because up until now, it's essentially been a conversation of, well, when you give a, an image to Facebook or to Google or whomever else on the internet, you don't own it anymore essentially, right? I mean, legally you do, but they're scanning it and they are, uh, you know, this, these systems exist already. Microsoft helped develop them, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and everyone use them all the time. That's part of why you don't run up against this stuff very often when you're on the internet. It, you, have to, you have to look. And the reality is that, um, that no one's come up with a system that has really passed the test of debate for our phones and for our computers. So in theory, if you want to have this stuff, having it on your phone and computers has been safe up until this moment but I don't know how this is gonna play out, right? I mean, it's really hard to tell. And, and I think what's interesting is Apple is being very narrow in the way they're doing it. It's on the Photos app, right? So there are a lot of other photo apps out there. And also there, it is stuff that is synced to iCloud. So it's not, if you ha- don't have an iCloud account, in theory, this doesn't apply to you at all. So that there's all this type of stuff that makes it so that Apple really only has to deal with this in certain situations. And it, it kind of, that's what makes me feel like they are trying to split the answer as best they can. But, you know, back to the slippery slope. What if this is just the start, right? And, and that is where a, a lot of concern comes from. And, you know, in this age of, of, of real privacy intrusion, right? And we hear about the Pegasus attacks and NSO software and all the stuff we've been writing about on CNET. It's, it's so hard not to feel like this is the start of something, and that alone, you know, Edward Snowden refused to have a phone plugged in in his in his in his uh, in his room when he was talking to the journalists because he was terrified of the fact that they could that literally they could listen to a, a phone that was on the receiver, and that is the world that we lived in that we didn't really truly understand until now. So, how much further can this go? That is the real concern that a lot of people have.
0: Got it. And yeah, there's clearly this is just the start of this debate and there's a lot going on. Uh, Apple has uh, issued its own FAQ to state its case about this. We'll have our own FAQ that Ian's writing up uh, that you can check out on CNET shortly. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate, subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang.